Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Pretty much all football talk, two days in a row. Yes, please, welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're having a great uh, start to your week. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. A ton to get to. Actually got rolling before the show even started. Late recording session today with our good friend Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. That will lead the 5 o'clock hour, so that's upcoming about an hour from now. We talked uh, all things Lionel Messi and the ticket prices for his MLS debut. Uh, we also talked some George Michael. We also talked some quarterback, the Netflix series. Uh, I talked about a whole bunch of other stuff as well, so that's coming up at the top of the hour. Other than that, though, pretty much all football, especially during this first hour here, we're going to talk uh, some in-state recruiting stuff that we didn't get to from yesterday. We'll also just keep talking generally Cats and Grizz. We also got some NFL quarterback talk uh, coming up a middle of this first hour, and we have our Treasure State Stars to round out the first hour. Chicken does no sports in hour number two, and then we'll also pivot into some basketball. Josiah Kuersma, he is a senior uh, graduate now of Missoula Big Sky, one of the best basketball players in the state of Montana, and a kid who's going to Carroll College. Uh, so we'll catch up with him, our latest senior spotlight, and our first from Missoula Big Sky. We've had a couple, uh, I guess we've had one Sentinel product in Adam Jones. We've had uh, a Hellgate product. I'm trying to think who was our Hellgate person. We've had a Hellgate person, though. And uh, now here is uh, a Big Sky kid. So Josiah will be in studio with us uh, at 530. So that's a look at what's coming up. We also have some Missoula Paddleheads tickets for you. I'm going to the game tonight. Uh, actually, first game of the season. I, I waited till the start of the second half here to get this rolling. But uh, either way, the Paddleheads had a, uh, a banner, literally, first half of the year. Champions of the Pioneer League North for the fifth half in a row. And uh, they were one win shy of tying the all-time first half best record uh, that they set on their own last year. So this, this has been an unbelievable run. These last two-plus seasons, two-and-a-half seasons for the Paddleheads. So I'm going tonight. We're going to give you an opportunity to go both Thursday and Saturday. So stay tuned for that. Uh, anytime you want to get a hold of us for giveaways or otherwise, just call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. 
your requests, you can send talking points to desired talking points to that number, 888-1029. We got a bunch of inquiries, a bunch of feedback recently. So yesterday, because of uh, popular demand, we did starting lineups, projected starting lineups for both uh, the Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats for the football season. Not a lot of uh, unknowns. So much of my early college football beat writing career was centered upon going to practice, practice reports, position battles during spring ball and fall camp. It seemed like there were so many position battles all the time. But also as a beat writer, sort of before Twitter or you know in the early days of Twitter, you were one of the only people that actually got to go watch practice, and so then you, you could sort of analyze these position battles. Now there's so much of a rotation in college football. So, like, it doesn't really matter, especially for the Grizz and the Cats. So many guys are going to play at all the defensive spots. So many guys are going to play at the offensive skill spots. And just, just because of the attrition, so many guys are going to play on the offensive lines as well. So... Defining sort of what the position battles are and who's the starters is a lot more uh, ambiguous than it used to be. There's a lot more murky. It's not even murky. It's just that there's a lot less definition to it. Being a starter, for example, at linebacker for the Grizzlies, that's fine. That's going to get you some elevated reps, but there's going to be so many guys that that play. Same thing running back for the Grizz, running back for the Bobcats, receivers for both teams. They're going to just rotate so much. So, anyways, we talked about that yesterday. The one spot that Andrew and I sort of settled upon that doesn't have really... I think that the Grizz have average depth at cornerback, average depth on the offensive line, and then good to great depth everywhere else. The one spot in which the Grizz had poor depth coming into this season is at tight end. Cole Grossman likely going to be out, uh, at least towards the beginning part of the season. Uh Joey Elwell, a guy that played played uh, quite a bit of football in the last couple of years, he also has left the program. Peyton Brammer, also a guy that was on the roster, left the program. So you got Eric Barker, who's gotten a lot of playing time this last uh, year and a half or so. And you got Jake Olson, who's a, now a sophomore, third-year sophomore out of Butte, America. And uh, that's about it. I mean, Micah Alston's a guy who's got a great frame, but he's looked like he's quite a ways away in terms of being able to actually operate an offense and, and catch the ball over the middle of the field these last couple of years. I guess the last ball camp, I thought he was still a little ways away, but he certainly looks the part. But just, first of all, not a lot of bodies there. Uh, the potential and almost uh, certain loss of Grossman is, is another one, or is certainly another um, hit to the group. But the reason we bring this up is because the Grizz have been very, very aggressive in recruiting tight ends, and they got themselves a junior college transfer just right after we had got done talking about the uh, the Montana tight ends. Joseph Grezmek, who is a JUCO transfer from Lewisburg College in North Carolina, uh, he committed last night. He's 6'4", 240. Uh, his picture makes him look a lot bigger than that. He, he looks much to have much more mass than just 240. I mean, I say just, but he's 6'5". So, I mean, he is a, a thick body for sure in the pictures he has on his Twitter account. Last year, he had three catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, but he only played in two games because of injury. I had never heard of Lewisburg College until this uh, young man committed to Montana. I have no evaluation of him because I have not studied his film. But the only th- two things I could get, give you here are... One, his pictures look like he's very, very big. And two, uh, the Grizz need a tight. They need tight end bodies, no matter what. Is this guy going to be good enough to replace Cole Grossman? I don't know. I doubt it. But he's going to have. They at least need to put spots on their bodies into the spots on the roster that are sort of vacant right now at the tight end position. Do you have any evaluation of this guy, Andrew? No, I mean, I think even if you wanted to watch his tape, you wouldn't get anything out of it because he <laughs> hurt his foot two right. games in the last I mean, he year. He played one game, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, interesting. He seems like a, a late bloomer. I mean, he's from North Carolina. I think he was primarily offensive-defensive lineman in high school, sort of signed late to this Juco, uh, you know, looking, just scouting the stat line. Sure, he had three catches for 61 yards in two games. 
The leading receiver on this JUCO team last year had 18 catches in 11 games. So they either rotate an incredible amount or they run the option. They they don't throw it very often. Yeah. So what, three three for 61 and a touchdown in two games is is not bad on on a team like that. So maybe uh, he's all all of that points to just a guy who might be a little bit of a late bloomer, but still with some potential left there. The uh, the thing is that I do think that we both agree that the Grizz could use. Uh, a couple more, if not a handful more, of guys out of the transfer portal before fall camp. One of the most interesting parts on putting a high priority on player retention and also playing the transfer portal game, but I don't know. I, I can't say it's been limited or or less than others because the Grizz have actually had a ton of transfers come in. They've actually just hit on so many of the transfers as well, though. They've had ver- very few wash out. Most of them do become at least starters. But I, I don't know. I... I it's just interesting. They don't. I guess what I'm saying is, I think we both agree they could use a handful of transfers. They don't have the roster spots to absorb those guys. The only way to really create those would be to get rid of guys before fall camp, and that's the timing of that is just very. It would be very uh, cruel of them, just just because of where we're at in the calendar. It wouldn't look good. Right. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I think that. It's tough. I mean, you you can't go into a season with the cupboard fully stocked at every position, though. That's right. So, so what I my 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 basic takeaway, and again, this is just such initial analysis because I've only just seen this guy's picture. But Joseph Gresbeck, I'm I'm definitely stereotyping him right now, but he appears to be a blocking tight end. Yeah. Right. Eric Barker is certainly a blocking tight end. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is how essential... I guess we won't know until we see Brent Pease's offense. But Cole Grossman's a tight end, but he was split out wide quite a bit. When they were using him, they were using him in the seam. He's a modern tight end. Yeah, Yeah. they're using him in the middle of the field, this up the seam, all that. He himself was a fine, but by no means exceptional blocker. Um, So I guess what I'm getting at is maybe the Grizz just sort of revert their offensive strategy and they go with... They have blocking tight ends when they're using tight ends, and if they're not, this is get more wide receivers on the field and throw it more. And maybe that was the plan originally. Maybe they built the roster around the plan here with Brent Pease coming in and presumably making changes to the offense. Right. Uh, But I guess even if that wasn't the case... Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why you want to have a guy like Brent Pease shaping the offense now is he's a guy who you would imagine can scheme around the deficiencies of the roster. Okay, you don't have a tight end who can line up and run the seam effectively and stretch defenses that way. I mean, I don't know, Coulter, this is the FCS. Sometimes you're not going to have guys at certain positions on the team who can do what you want them to do, build the scheme around the limitations of the roster, right? Uh, that's exactly right. And so we'll, we'll see. It remains to be seen. But that's the sort of the news of the day when it comes to Grizz football. In addition to tight end. And uh, I'll dive in. I'll watch a little bit of this guy. Just see what I can find out more about him. Like Andrew said, not much film to actually evaluate. But certainly we'll be able to find a little bit more. So uh, stay tuned on that. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Grizz uh, struck first in the in-state recruiting battle. When it comes to the class of 2024, they landed uh, Kalispell Glacier senior to be Cass Gokachia, and they also landed uh, Missoula Sentinel senior to be Grady Walker. Both those young men have familiar last names. Gokachia's father, Sean, and his uncle, Mike, both played for the Grizz in the 1990s, as did Travis Walker, Grady Walker's dad. Both, both those guys are good prospects. I think that they're both probably... Uh, partial scholarship guys that are uh, probably getting more than more than 50%. So certainly, like, uh, here's how it goes sort of in the scholarship allocation. This is just a general rule of thumb, by no means the, the defined formula here. But usually, you'll see between, I don't know, I'd say three and eight guys within the state of Montana that are, are full-ride type players, like the blue-chip type guys that are full-ride Big Sky Conference-level players. Sometimes there's only one or two or three. Sometimes there's as many, five, six, seven. I don't know. I think probably the most I've seen is eight. And then there's that next tier, which is like the next 10 to 15 guys who are getting like 50 to 50 to 60% aid, which is really good. Then you get the next level of partial guy, and then you get that preferred walk-on guy. And we've seen so many uh, Montana kids fit in various parts of that formula and then rise up to have great success, become stars, become uh, all-conference players. This year in the state of Montana... Uh, I think that there's a couple blue chippers. 
Quinn Clark was a guy like that, offered full rides by both Montana and Montana State. He's already committed to Nebraska. Um, Hayden Hanks out of uh, Thompson Falls, a guy that had full ride offers for both the Cats and the Grizz. He's also uh, committed. He's headed to Boise State. The other guys that are like those those full ride type guys, I I I I, I don't know. I guess by my uh, rudimentary recruiting evaluation, I I think that there's. Those two guys, Quinn Clark and Hayden Hanks, plus three more guys that are sort of like that that full scholarship level player in the state uh, coming into this recruiting class. I think one of them is Henry Sellards, who's a big offensive and defensive tackle from up there at Glacier. Uh, he's gotten offered by both the Cats and the Grizz. I, I think the Grizz was a partial. I don't know what the Cats offer was, but I also know this young man's getting recruited by North Dakota State. NDSU's not offered a full ride yet, but they've certainly offered a pretty substantial scholarship. So we'll see if the Grizz try to combat that. We'll see if the Cats can outlast either of those. That'll be an interesting recruiting battle. But Sellards, he's uh, 6'5", 270. He's put together. He's athletic. He's got good feet. So I think that he's a a top-notch. I think he's actually one of the better offensive line prospects I've seen in the state in recent years. We've seen some pretty good ones the last handful of years. Dylan Rollins comes to mind, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year at Sentinel. Uh, Jacob Anderson, who's now a senior. Uh, I guess a recent graduate of Billings West, who's headed to Oregon State. Uh, He's another one that comes to mind, but Sellers is is a a good one. I think he's a really good prospect. The other two full-ride kids, I think, this year are Rocco Lencioni out of Bozeman. He's a 6'4", 195-pound wide receiver. Uh, He's gotten offered by both the Cats and the Grizz. And then the, the recruiting news of the day, this came actually last night, last evening, is Hudson Wines of, excuse me, Weens. Our good friend Ian Laird even texted me the uh, the pronunciation here, so appreciate it, Ian. Ian's the voice uh, of both the Bozeman Hawks and the Gallatin Raptors, so he's got great insight into high school football there in Bozeman, and we love when he contributes to the show. But uh, Hudson Weens committed last night to Montana State, uh, he's a six foot four, two hundred and forty five pounder. The Grizz actually offered this kid first. I, I, by the way, this kid's a, an all state guy on both the offensive and defensive lines at the high school level. I do think he's a defensive lineman uh, at the college level. The Grizz actually offered him first, and then the Cats got in, and it seemed like as soon as the Cats offered, uh, yet another Bozeman kid that stayed home. So I think that first of all, the, evaluating and, and sort of. Uh, Pinning those five guys as sort of the, the top blue chip guys in the state, I think it tells you a couple things. One, I think it tells you that Kalispell Glacier and Bozeman High School are going to be two of the favorites in the state next year because several of these top prospects are from either of those two programs. I also think it's a continuation of the fact that I think those two programs are the two best programs in Montana when it comes to producing college-level talent. I think I think Bozeman or excuse me that uh, Gallatin uh, the Gallatin Raptors uh, Bozeman Gallatin is coming for sure. I think that uh, Missoula Sentinel has certainly gotten into the mix as one of those sort of feeder programs for the for the Big Sky schools in Montana. And uh, I think there's defined reasons for that. I think first of all the the just the affluence of the Bozeman community combined with the resources that exist there, especially for high school kids. I mean, you have one of the, the great health clubs in the whole state in the Ridge where there's so much personal training and speed training and all this stuff available for, for high school kids. You got the pit, Dane Fletcher's place. There, there's so many options, and the fact that most people in the community are uh, have the resources to explore these, these acceleration options – that, that's going to cater to the the accelerated development of really young high school prospects. Glacier, I think it's is as tried and true, but also as simple as this. Grady Bennett's been the coach up there since the high school was created back in 2007. He has a factory going on. It, I, I would say, and Missoula Sentinel certainly done a good job to catch up to this, but I would say that Glacier is the most college-like program. That's why they're making the most college-ready guys. Grady Bennett's done a great job of getting his guys recruited, helping them get recruited, knowing uh, all the ins and outs of recruiting. I also give Coach Bennett so much credit because he is a University of Montana alum, but he has certainly developed a pipeline to both programs, both Montana and Montana State. At at one point, the Cats had like 10 Glacier guys. Right before the return of Bobby Houck, Coach Houck has put such a high priority on Western Montana, and a lot of the great Kalispell kids are coming to the Grizz again but for there was a moment in time when there was a bunch of Glacier kids on the Cats, and there's still several Glacier guys on the Cats right now uh, as we speak. 
So I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that some of the blue chip kids in this class are coming from the programs that best develop talent. Nuanas now, uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Couple other kids that I think are are uh, good um, prospects in the state of Montana. And, and the other part about this is this is my rankings going into these guys' senior years. But for the Grizz, for example, Travis, or excuse me, uh, Grady Walker, Travis Walker's son, and Cash Kokachia, those two guys are in the boat already because they got an early offer because they're great athletes, but also because there's familiarity there. There's they're, they're legacy kids. The Grizz specifically, the way that they recruit, they do most of their recruiting for prospects both in-state and out-of-state during that guy's senior year. Basically, you can be on the Grizz radar all the way up until the summer before your junior year, but they really start honing in on guys when they have their camps in June and July, and then they get to watch and evaluate the senior year film of guys. So a lot of these guys have the opportunity to play their way into even bigger offers, committed or uncommitted, and uh, the Cats are a little bit similar. A lot, the Cats go a little bit earlier on, guys. They're they're throwing out offers to maybe the 8 to 10 best high school kids in Montana during the spring. And then they have a lot of guys come to camp. But it's sort of a similar philosophy. Get guys in camp and then evaluate them their senior years. The, these two programs are developmental programs first and foremost. And a lot of the Montana kids are developmental prospects. So that's why this formula is, uh, is relatively similar between the two programs. A couple guys, though, to keep your uh, eyes on. We talked about this young man a couple times already. Mason Deathman of uh, Freud Medicine Lake. He's 6'4", 195 pounds, outstanding athlete. He does everything for that tiny little Class C school. He's already got offers for both the Cats and the Grizz. Sean Tadlock's a kid that uh, I think showed well during the camp uh, circuit this last month. He's an offensive lineman out of Great Falls CMR. Goes about 6'5", 300. He was a standout as a sophomore. Only played four games last year as a junior. Now he's back for his senior year, but he's got that prototype size. Jefferson County High School, that's in Boulder. They have been really, really good these last couple years, and they've had some some good prospects as well. Definitely more D1 caliber guys there than most Class B schools. And they got another one this year. Dalton Noble is a 6'5", 255-pounder. Probably be a D lineman in college, but he's got the height, so maybe he's offensive line. I don't know. But he he has offers from both the Cats and the Grizz uh, already as well. Florence has got another kid. Pretty impressive. Talk about Class B schools that have been churning them out. A couple years ago, they had Ethan Abbott, who's now uh, on the. He's probably going to be on the depth chart at Montana State as an underclassman. Uh, and then last year, Florence had uh, Jonathan Lumen, who's also headed to Montana State, and Pat Duchesne, the outstanding quarterback who helped guide Florence to back-to-back Class B state championships. Well, now they got another kid who's a Division One prospect, Ethan Alexander. He's a six-three, two hundred twenty-five pound uh, D end. I also hear that there's another. Duchesne in the works as well. Another one coming up through the pipeline. Of course, Pat Duchesne Sr. is the coach there at Florence. His son, Pat Duchesne Jr., was the great quarterback. And I hear there's another younger Duchesne brother who's coming up through the ranks as well. So keep your eye on it there. But pretty impressive. I mean, if you even just have one a year as a Class B school, uh, you're doing pretty good. I mean, if you have four kids in three years that are D1 caliber, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Another Jefferson County kid, Tavin McAllister. He's a 6'4", 270-pound O-lineman. He's probably in that tier of being a low partial guy, but that could maybe play his way into more money. Caden uh, Clement of Great Falls CMR, he's 6'2", 215, sort of a hybrid. He could play, uh, he's going to be a running back, a linebacker, maybe a defensive lineman there at CMR, but certainly a good one. Uh, Isaac Keim is another Glacier kid who's a 6'3", 225-pound tight end and defensive lineman. He has offers from both the Cats and the Grizz. Austin Baller, who's a good linebacker out of Bozeman High School, is another uh, sort of up-and-coming prospect in this class. And then Andrew Burroughs of Hamilton, a kid who joined us during track season. He certainly could be a uh, college defensive lineman. He's got great feet. But this kid's throwing the discus 175 feet as a junior. I mean, this kid stated on this show that his goal was to perform in track and field in college. His mom has a throwing background. Uh, he, he seemed very dedicated to it. Um, I know that we're football crazy around here, and, and people love guys choosing football. 
I actually love when guys choose something that they could be truly elite at. Andrew Burroughs could totally come into Montana out of Hamilton High School and be a, or Montana State or whatever in the big sky, and he could totally develop into a, a, a great defensive lineman. There's also a chance that he could get hurt. There's also a chance he could wash out. There's so many different scenarios. The, the, the percentage chance of success if he sticks with track and field because he already has the baseline numbers is, uh, to me at least, significantly higher. I'm not here to talk young people into mitigating their risk. I think that being young so much is about taking risks, and especially betting on yourselves and all that. But I guess if and when Andrew Burroughs chooses track, good for him because he is, I mean, his throws already as a high school junior would be Big Sky Conference caliber. If he continues to go, you're talking about an NCAA regional or even an NCAA uh championship qualifier type. So uh, I don't know. I just, I just think it's cool. Like, think about, here's a hypothetical for you, Andrew. And, and again, I know that there's so much glory that comes with football. Gabe Solcer had uh, an electric start to his career with the Grizzlies, but then really, really battled injuries. And, and after, you know, he scored four touchdowns on his first five touches, and then he really didn't have an iconic moment after that. Part of it was just so hard to top what he did early on. But he made very negligible impact with the Grizz after his freshman year. And then he ended up grad transferring to Texas. And, he, you know, he got a few snaps for the Longhorns last year. But Gabe Solskjaer is the greatest hurdler in the history of the state of Montana. And he could have been like a borderline United States national team type hurdler if he would have stuck with that. What if he would have chose a different route? I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe nobody would even know who he was because people don't pay attention to the hurdles. But I don't know. I, I always think like if guys could have gone at absolute top level and then they sacrifice it for football and then the injury bug hurts them. I don't want to say people should live with regrets, but uh, it just would have been fun to see Gabe Solcer on the track, I think. Oh, it definitely would have been fun. It would have been a sweet career to follow if he had gone for track. I just think there are so many other like incentives and and reasons and yeah. I mean these are these are teenagers making these decisions. That's right. Or twenty year olds and for but sure. it's, I, and that's not to paint their decision making in a bad light, but I, what I'm saying, Coulter, is like Football has a team aspect that track doesn't have, right? Sure. Like, what What if that's something that you want that you for, think will help sure. you grow? What I if, mean, the attendance element is so huge, too, right? I mean, Gabe right. Solzer scored a touchdown in front of 27,000 people on homecoming, and it was one of the most electric moments of the last five years of Grizz football. That is a memory that will never be taken from him, and approximately 5,000 times as many people watched that as would have ever watched a Big Sky Conference track beat. That's a total draw, for sure. I mean, I go back to, like, Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson set the all-class record in the 100 meters at Montana, but then decided, excuse me, in Montana at Great Falls CMR. They decided to go to Montana State to play football. And after two years, he was like, oh, this isn't for me, and went back to track and was a multiple-time Big Sky Conference champion. That's when the story works out in all elements because he got to run out of the tunnel and be in front of the big crowds, then decided it wasn't for him and still got to go back to track and, and win it all. So it, it can work out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you want kids being being honest with themselves as sure. to what is potentially the best path forward. But I think, you know, for a guy like Gabe Solcer too, it's not like – he wasn't good enough to play football. He did what what oh, happened sure, to his career right. was out of his control, although probably a guy with that frame was already predisposed to having some injury trouble, but um you know, it's not like he it's not like he couldn't measure up on the football field. It's not like he uh made the wrong decision. We will keep you apprised of all things going on in the recruiting world, but there's a look at some of the top prospects in the state, but there there'll be a bunch more names that emerge. I'm almost certain of it. A couple other ones to keep an eye on just in terms of great returning players. I think that the duo there at Helena High, Carter Kraft, the quarterback, and Manu Mello, the receiver, I think that's one of the best sort of duos in, in all of uh, high school football in Montana. So they're guys to watch as well. I think they're both going to have college opportunities. We'll see if those can become Division One opportunities uh, as their senior years play out there in the capital city. You want to say ESPN Radio, let's keep on talking quarterbacks. I got to know. I got to ask Andrew. First of all, I already ran it about it yesterday, but this has not changed my opinion on Kirk Cousins at all, this quarterback documentary. But it has me dwelling on just how middle of the road Kirk Cousins is. The, the classic height of July talk radio segment, rank the quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll give you the tears next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's amazing how simple in some ways life used to be. How rock and roll, like hard rock artists playing unplugged shows live on MTV was like this transcendent moment in pop culture. It just seems so simple. But that right there, Eric Clapton, Clapton Unplugged was an album that then also was on MTV Unplugged. And it completely reignited Eric Clapton's career. Clapton had been so unbelievably famous and uh, prolific, whether it was in the Yardbirds or Derek and the Dominoes or Cream, and uh, I guess not in that order, Yardbirds, Cream, Derek and the Dominoes. And he had a good solo career, I mean, not a good, a great solo career, late 1970s up through the the mid-1980s. But then when he dropped that, it sort of re-entered him into the, the American consciousness and then he came out with a couple more award-winning, Grammy-winning albums. So, um, crazy. I mean, Nirvana Unplugged, that would have broke the internet if it would have happened 30 years later. But it didn't. It happened in the early 1990s, and uh, it is an indelible memory of Nirvana. It's just amazing how such a simple thing, taking hard rock electric guitar players and putting them on the acoustic in a more intimate setting, it was like this pop culture phenomenon. You want us now, ESPN Radio? SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I, we talked about this already. I think we're going to talk about it a lot. I find it very compelling. I'm sure everybody's watching it, or at least if you haven't, you heard about it. And uh, if you haven't watched this, you should. Uh, the new Netflix docuseries, Quarterback. It profiles Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota during the last season. So uh, this is sort of a rehashing of last year headed into this year. It's produced by Peyton Manning. It's very well done. I think the fact that they highlight the best player in the game today in Patrick Mahomes, then one of the most polarizing player quarterbacks in the game today, Kirk Cousins, and then a guy who has yet to fulfill his potential but has been able to stay around in the league and remake himself multiple times in Marcus Mariota. I think each of the three characters are distinctly different and have distinctly different arcs to their careers. And I also think, though, the thing that they share, I, I, I've heard from several people that were watching the, these that say that these are incredibly boring. And I think that a lot of the, the watchers of these were expecting sort of an insight into the crazy life of Patrick Mahomes. What's it like to be that rich and famous? These guys are certainly super rich, and they're certainly very famous. They do not live the life of the rich and famous. I think the shared experience here is that if you want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and you want to have a family, that's all you're doing. You're training, preparing, grinding, and being a dad. That's all the the amount you can fit in, I think. That's sort of the shared thing for all three of these guys in this. Andrew, have you watched this? Have you gotten in on the quarterback train yet? have not watched it. Uh, No plans to either. I mean, maybe if we're browsing one night, but, like, yeah, no plans to. You should watch it. You you should watch it simply to – I think that the single best part about this is Patrick Mahomes certainly has unbelievable natural gifts. There's, There's no question about it. 
but he he also is the hardest working guy out there, and that's it comes through in this. I do think there's sort of a linear property there where there's a bunch of very definitive reasons why Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but do I need to watch this extravagantly produced documentary series to like figure out that Patrick Mahomes works hard? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I just, for one thing, Patrick Mahomes is not all that interesting a character to me. He's and certainly not. Maybe he would be if I watched this documentary series, but I just, there's not, there's not really a hook for me there. I mean, I, we cover football. Like, we know sure. how much of a of a task, how much of a lifestyle, how all-encompassing football is and how hard you have to work to be to be good at it. Yeah. Uh, and so that part of the story is not all that interesting to me. Well, it's like the old saying goes, if you're working hard and you're working wrong, you're just working wrong. It's like, it's like the old Bobby Houck saying, if you're going 100 miles per hour in the wrong direction, you're just going the wrong direction. That's the most striking part to me about Mahomes. Certainly all of these guys work so hard. The the detailed scientific knowledge that he like uses his body to analyze and then to implement into his training is just so fascinating. He he decided a long time ago, and this is why he has the strongest arm in the history of the NFL, that his priority was going to be centered upon his spine strength. So he's not lifting his legs. He's not lifting his arms. He's trying to have the strongest core, the strongest spine, the most mobility in the center of his body. I just find it interesting that there's so much science behind it. But if you have that level of resource, I would hope so that you're getting to that level. But, you know, he's doing it a lot, and most people aren't. I just think it's there's a reason he sets himself apart. Well, yeah, how much does that accentuate the natural talent that's already there, right? Like no, that's his, right. That's his right. dad was a, a pitcher in the major leagues. Well, that, that's right. Carolyn and I get into this, but I, I hope... So Patrick Mahomes, one of the in, interesting parts about him is he's had the same trainer since he was seven years old. That's right, second grade. We Like we were saying, spoiler alert for the chicken who doesn't know sports coming up, this is certainly going to spawn at least some people that try to get their kid a personal trainer and give them Mahomes workouts when they're seven. That's where the gift gifted part comes in. Most of your kids are never going to be Patrick Mahomes. They're not going to be the son of a major league pitcher who threw 97 miles per hour and be this, you know, 6'3", 225-pound freakish athlete like Patrick Mahomes is. Well, and the other, I mean, it took Patrick Mahomes a, a long time to break out. Like, he always no, for sure. had the arm talent at Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the, the, that's the interesting thing about Patrick Mahomes, right, is like, in hindsight... He was a can't-miss prospect because of all yeah. of that stuff. Uh, if that was true, though, he wouldn't have gone where he did in the NFL draft. That's the last, I won't spoil this whole thing for you, but that's the other part about it is that it, it brings back the chicken and the egg question of how much does the mentor help the pupil? In other words, Mahomes did have the arm talent, but then when he got with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. He became the best quarterback in the whole world and one of the great quarterbacks ever. How much of that is their influence, though? If he just would have had to go to Arizona or Houston or something, would he just have toiled in mediocrity? How much of it is Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, Or how much of it is just, you know, sort of being a late bloomer? There's so many different factors there. Well, and even going back to what I was saying, like if he had been the number one consensus prospect coming out of the draft, if somebody had traded an unimaginable haul to trade up and draft him number one. Yeah. Is he the same guy as as what he is now? I mean, does he still have the work ethic? Uh, does he still have the? I don't know if there's a chip on his shoulder, but does he have that? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, there's also a, a place in time that goes with this as well. He came of age when the game shifted to really loving mobile quarterbacks, and I mean, the whole part about him being an excellent baseball player and the son of a baseball player. That's what I see when I see Patrick Mahomes. And that's what a lot of people see. He's a shortstop playing quarterback. The I've way been he can, saying that for years. You no, know, for sure, right? I mean, the way he is is crazy arm angles and throwing on the run and you know flipping the double play. It's, the creativity is from his baseball background, so that's definitely interesting. Right, and there's been 40 years of quarterbacks who have broken down the barriers for that to be allowed and like for sure. not immediately for sure. coached out of him in the league. Like, no, for sure. Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, no, no like question. Jeff Garcia, all of those guys, it's been 40 years of evolution to get to the point where he can do what he does without instantly being yanked sure. from the game. It's also not a coincidence that, I mean, right now, 
I'm not saying the, the best in order, but among the, the most talented quarterbacks in the league, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, I, I know I always rant and rave about Russell Wilson, but you know Russell Wilson in his prime, certainly. Kyler Murray, I know he's down and out. He's coming back from an injury, but he's unquestionably one of the great athletes on the earth. Lamar Jackson, it's not a coincidence that all those guys were elite baseball players, right? It's not a coincidence that Justin Herbert was also an all-state shortstop during his time growing up in Eugene, Oregon. The the baseball is such a translatable skill uh, to play in quarterback. The NFL is upcoming. No matter what NFL team you like, the Silver Slipper will have it on for you. They have 55 TVs to watch all the sports. They have drink specials every day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. I wanted to do some NFL quarterback rankings, but of course we're up against it. So uh, we'll kick that till tomorrow. Last NFL uh, thing for you here, I, I guess twofold. One, DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Titans. I think if DeAndre Hopkins it still has some juice left in the tank, that's a great acquisition by the Tennessee Titans. It's also back to a familiar division. I don't know my, how much that influences his performance. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there's a huge bust potential for, for D-Hop going to the Titans. I think he fits in there pretty okay. Uh, and then the other thing is that as of today, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, don't have contract deals. Saquon Barkley's walking away from the New York Giants. They offered him $13-plus million a year. He's instead going to go test the free agent market. But this is just the continuation of a trend that's been brewing for a long time but really sort of hit a tipping point this offseason with the release of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think Derrick Henry's going to probably be facing this situation soon, even though he's been one of the most prolific running backs in league history. Saquon Barkley was the best offensive player on a New York Giants team that won a playoff game last year. Josh Jacobs was one of the breakout stars in the league. If you had him on your fantasy football team, you were very happy last year. Josh Jacobs was outstanding last year, and teams don't care. They're basically saying, we're just going to ride with whatever young, cheap guy we can get, and when that cheap guy has too many tre- too much tread on the tires, bye-bye, see you later. So uh, certainly the, uh, the running back position has become less of a hot commodity here uh, in the modern day of the NFL. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. We got our Treasure State Stars next. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Still one of the best. I'll take it to I'll take it to the, the debate table anytime. Mark Knopfler, definitely one of the best guitar players of all time. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, a little dire straits for you on the way back in. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. Tuesday staples coming at you, first of all. Tagliari Deli, they got two locations here uh, in the city of Missoula now. They still have their original location there at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, right next to the roundabout. They also have a new one there in the Sawmill District, right up the road from my spot on Wyoming Street. They're right in the first floor of the Cognizant Building. So if you want to check out Tagliari Deli, best sandwiches in the city of Missoula. You can order online. They'll have your sandwich ready for you. Just make sure that you go to the location that you ordered from. If you order from Wyoming Street, go to Wyoming Street. You order from Beckwith and Higgins, go to Beckwith and Higgins. Tagliari Deli, best sandwiches in the state of Montana. We got $25 for you to tag right now. 406 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Tag Tuesday presented by Tagliari Deli. Caller number 4, 888-1029. Call us right now for your chance to win a $25 gift card. Tag Tuesday every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. It's also time for another Tuesday staple, our Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana or including Montanans. Thursday star number one, how about Weston Brown? What a calendar year this young man has had. Cross-country Gatorade Runner of the Year. State championship in cross-country. Montana track and field Gatorade Athlete of the Year. State championships in multiple distance races at the AA meet. A national championship at the Nike Outdoors in the two-mile. And then this last weekend, the proud winner of the prestigious Montana Mile as well. Weston Brown, a Bozeman High graduate. He's on his way to Princeton and uh, deservedly so. Pretty darn cool for him. 
He set the all-class state record in the mile, Andrew the cross-country and track uh, Gatorade Athlete of the Year, multiple state championships, a national championship, and the Montana Mile. I can't really imagine a better year for a distance runner. Treasure State star number two. How about Joey Moore? He's a Billings product, Billings West graduate, played his college golf at San Diego State. He was the model of consistency over the weekend at the Montana State Am uh, Golf Championship. He shot 69 three days in a row. That's three under there at Old Works. And uh, his Saturday 69, boom, that gets him into a playoff with uh, Nathan Bailey and Sean Benson. Moore birdied the second playoff hole to win in walk-off fashion. So Joey Moore, the Montana State Am Golf Champion for the second time uh, in his career. He won it back in 2019 as well. So pretty thrilling comeback. Nathan Bailey, who's the head golf coach there at Rocky Mountain College, He was a three-time Montana State Am champion from 2010 to 2012. And uh, he had the lead through the first two days, but then he shot a 70 on Saturday, which is by no means a a bad score. Actually, 71 on Saturday for for Nathan Bailey. But Joey Moore's 69, shaves the lead, forces the playoff, and then Moore wins in walk-off fashion. So pretty uh, impressive by him. Treasure State star number three. Speaking of the Montana Mile, how about Sydney Little Light? She was the champion of the Montana Mile on the women's side for the second year in a row. She's a Hardin product who was a national champion runner at Rocky Mountain College. And she announced this weekend as well that she's going to use her final year of eligibility to run at Eastern Kentucky. So she's going from the NAIA to the D1 ranks, and uh, it'll be fun to follow. The, uh, the Hardin standout, the Rocky Mountain College transfer as she heads across the country. But the news of the weekend other than Eastern Kentucky, second straight Montana mile championship for Sydney Littlelight. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Treasure State star number four, how about Chris Walker? He's a seventh-year senior for the Grizz football team. He is a uh, preseason all-league candidate and uh, a former transfer from Nebraska, but he was earlier this week named to the Senior Bowl watch list. So, uh, a thousand of the top seniors in college football are named to this watch list, so it's a great honor. And uh, Chris Walker was one of them. So we'll see. We'll see if he has he has formidable size, strength, and power. Can he turn that into being being a a true top notch offensive lineman? Uh, we shall see. But he's certainly an enforcer for the Grizzlies, and uh, that is, is something that will be uh, for certain. He's one of those first guys off the bus. For sure. One of the guys you want to send out to the coin toss to make sure the other team sees him. Can he turn it, though, into a, a, a an all-league type year? If he can, I think he's going to have a chance to play at the next level. We'll see. But it's certainly an honor for Chris Walker to be named to that Senior Bowl watch list. Thursday start number five, just the Mornawig boys. I th- Marty Mornawig is one of our, our great friends here at ESPN Radio. He's contributed the last couple years as an NFL analyst here uh, each week during football season. He and his two sons, Skyler and Bobby Cade, they both coached at, they all three coached at Camp Marty last week. And it's just a really cool event. It's a, it's a invite only camp for quarterbacks from across Montana. They had 15 kids show up this year. It's free for the prospects. They get to get coached by a couple of college level coaches because Sky's at Columbia and Bobby Cade's at North Dakota State, but also a guy who coached quarterbacks in the NFL for 26 years and coached Marty. And uh, I just think it's great that those guys do that to give back to the Missoula community and the state of Montana. I think the kids learn a heck of a lot, but I think Coach Marty and his sons enjoy the heck out of coaching those kids as well. So it's pretty cool he's able to do that uh, cost-free for kids around Montana. Treasure State star number five. How about Willie Patterson? He's an all-big sky-wide receiver for the Montana State Bobcats. He is playing in the relatively new European Football League, and the other day, he had a huge game. He had over 100 yards receiving. He scored a touchdown. So uh, certainly a guy who um, is making the most of his uh, new opportunity. I don't know. I, I don't know much about this European Football League, but certainly if you're making money to play the game and you're scoring touchdowns, uh, it's worth noting. So congratulations to Willie Patterson. Treasure State star uh, number six. How about the Garden City softball team? Garden City softball team is a U16 softball squad. They're in the senior, uh, they are in the, the, the round away from going to the Senior Little League World Series. So they'll host the Western Regional uh, in Missoula uh, this upcoming weekend. I guess pool play even starts, uh, it's, uh, pool play starts Friday and then the, uh, the rest will be up through next week. Um, 
But the Zootown All-Stars team, they've been very good. They're always really competitive at this level, this U16 Little League, Senior Little League level. And the winner of, of this tournament gets to go to the uh, the World Series. Missoula reached the World Series four years in a row, 2014 to 2017. So they certainly have some history in this. But it's been six years since they've been. So we'll see how this, this squad does. But uh, that's what's going to be going on down there at the Dale Clawson Complex there um, by Missoula Big Sky, the old West Side Fields. So pretty cool to have that level of softball uh, here in Missoula. Treasure State star uh, number eight, Hudson Weens. He's a Bozeman High senior to be, and he committed to Montana State yesterday. If you want to hear more analysis on that, listen to the first uh, the first segment of today's Nuanas Now on the Nuanas Now podcast. But uh, Hudson Hudson Weens, Montana State's first in-state, first Montana recruit for the class of 2024. And then Treasure State star number nine, the Grizz soccer coaches, because they made the trek across town to come over here and record with us. Uh, looking forward to listening to this episode, Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Uh, Andrew Houghton, the uh, the host here, and he had Chris Chitovitsky and an, uh, at least one assistant here uh, in the studio. They were previewing the upcoming uh, Women's World Cup. So, uh, Andrew, give me the timeline on this. The Women's World Cup starts next week. Do I have that right? Uh, the Women's World Cup starts on Thursday. Okay, so it's this week. Okay, it's coming up. I remember when we were teasing it when it was um, some weeks out, but I guess I, I don't know what happened to the last week. So here we are. A little bit this of week. procrastinating there on my part. But yeah, big, big thanks to Chris and Ashley for coming over here to help me get that episode in before this officially kicks off. So Chris Chinovitsky and Ashley uh, is the assistant. What's her last name? Ashley Herndon, yeah. Okay, there you go. So the, the head coach of the Grizz Sire team, Chris Chinovitsky, as well as one of his assistants, Ashley Herndon. So uh, this should be an interesting one. Uh, coach Herndon played with some of these gals on the U.S. national team, right? She was a, she was a CAA player of the year at James Madison in, mm, in college. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, she had a couple, um, like, cups of coffee in the NWSL, so she was nice. with the Portland Thorns for a while, uh, playing with girls like Lindsey Horan, who's on this U.S. women's national team this year. Um, she also played a couple of years in Europe. Um, she was in the Champions League one year in Europe, so really accomplished player and, and a coach, uh, a young coach, but somebody who I think is really coming into her own here at, at Montana. So it was good to catch back up with Ashley. Soccer in Snow and Smoke. Find it on all your various podcast hosting platforms. That episode will drop soon because uh, the World Cup's coming up. So that'll be uh, that'll be curated later on this week. So look forward to that. Uh, appreciate our sponsors, uh, Blackfoot Communications and Zootown Sports Cards, for their continued support of our soccer podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke. That's our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Carol in the Chicago Sports and Josiah Coersma in studio. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 